I was going to say, we always manage to just take a dumpster fire and put it out and just make it look glorious. Uh, that's pretty much the, uh, the epitome of the Geekiverse. It's a dumpster fire, but we make things happen and look good and sound good sometimes. The dumpster fire is actually just a cauldron. You're just cooking stuff up in the dumpster. Uh, it's called Josiah's house. <laughs> I don't think he would like it if we called it the dumpster. Uh, that's how I feel about him and his life. Ouch. Well, I'm hmm. just saying that so I can keep these for the beginning and then <laughs> the whole thing is going to be me making fun of Josiah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I know he actually listens to this stuff sometimes, so it's going to be great. What's up, geeks? It's Bruner 1.0, and uh, it's been a minute. We have not talked Geek Talk Wrestling in quite some time, but Troy LaCastro is joining the podcast once again. Troy, what's up, man? Oh, it, it feels like forever. Like, I'm, I'm so glad to be back. You don't even know. Like, I'm super giddy right now. I've needed to do this for a long time, and now I can finally, you know, exhale because we're back. We are back. How come I can't make women that excited to meet me? Like, we just talked wrestling, and you said you're giddy. No woman has ever said that about me. <laughs> what? That sounds like a personal problem. You might want to see a guru or something like that. I don't have all the answers to that. All right, good. Let's just focus on wrestling. Uh, as we were discussing before we started recording here, there's a lot going on right now, and we're going to try and break it down, DX style, as much as we can. Uh, I want to start with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, because that's the main event that's happening on the raw side of things. We're about a week away from no mercy. Um, I, uh, this, this feud is heated up quite nicely in my opinion, considering Brock Lesnar's not there all the time. He's a part-timer admittedly. And mm-hmm. Braun Strowman is the, the beast among men, not the beast among men. What is he? Is that it? The monster, the, among men, men. the monster among men. There you go. Hey, uh, close. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Who's, who's counting? Uh, <laughs> but like they've made Braun Strowman look, Pretty damn unstoppable. I don't know if they're going to give him the title, though. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, if you go back to the first episode or second I did with you, I can't remember. But uh, I was bashing Brock for being a part-time guy. And uh, I got to be honest, he's kind of come around. Uh, Between the Joe feud and this feud, I've really liked the way he's worked in the buildup. I think the buildup to this has been awesome like it's super hot right now a lot of the storylines are super hot right now but this one this one's amazing too and i hear you out there uh talking about how they you don't think they're going to give braun the title and to be honest with you it's a shame because i i can draw parallels to the roman reigns thing where maybe they thought roman was young maybe they thought he wasn't ready but they should have capitalized on him when he was getting cheered, when people were losing their minds for Roman Reigns, Reigns, excuse me, and they didn't. And I just, I hope that isn't the case with Braun because he's white hot right now. People are so behind him, and I just don't. He looks like he can evolve as a big man, so I, I'm hoping the big man gimmick just doesn't go stale and people start to lose faith on him, kind of like they got sick of Big Show, to be honest with you. Yeah, but uh, Big Show and Strowman in that uh, cage match, holy crap, that was amazing. Right. 
I don't think I've seen Big Show that athletic in I don't remember how long. <laughs> Guy's the best shape of his career right now. Right. He's got a six pack. Like he's I don't even have that. Right. He's seven feet tall and three fifty, I think, now, and he's got a six pack. Like, what is going on? And he was doing jumps off the top rope. He was taking bumps onto the the top rope, the crotch shot, basically. He got yeah. one of those. The, he got tossed from the cage. Like, oh, my gosh. And then Strowman also pulling off those crazy athletic moves, all to set up a feud with Brock Lesnar. And then the next week, you get Brock Lesnar throwing a German suplex on Strowman, and Strowman no-sells it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just pulled a Goldberg and just no-sold it. Oh, my gosh. I... Uh, I, I think, like you said, Strowman is over as anyone else, as over as anyone else in the company. Um, I, I just don't think they're ready to quit Brock Lesnar yet. Because what, what do you do with Brock after this? I think they've got him contracted through Mania. What do you do with Brock after the fact if he loses? You let him sit for a while and you, I, I don't know, maybe you just kind of cook up something for Royal Rumble time. You know, let him have a few months off. And have him come back strong in January for something. I mean, they did it before. Uh, he's taken a few months off, and then he had that feud with Big Show at the Royal Rumble. And then last year, obviously, it was the whole Goldberg thing at, uh, you know, survive, you know, that winter time, you know, right there. But I, I don't know. I feel like you could do something with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Strowman wins and he comes back at Royal Rumble time to interfere in Strowman's title match or, you know, prove a point or Strowman, uh, get involved or, you know, get in a feud with him again. I don't know that I just, I feel like you could repurpose him if he doesn't keep the title. Yeah. I, I don't think Brock needs to be the champion cause he's, he's bigger than the belt uh, at this point. And, and I hate saying that because, you know, they've, they've tried to make the universal title worth something, but, uh, then they hot shot it around like three to four times around mania time. And it, to me, it's just silly at this point, but Brock Lesnar is just an attraction and he doesn't need the championship. He could easily be used to put over someone big like a Finn Balor. You make mm-hmm. him look super strong again. He could be put over by uh, Jason Jordan. Cause apparently that's their new thing. They're just going to make him look like an amazing wrestler. But oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> they could, they could use so many other ways and make Brock Lesnar still relevant. And I, I just don't know if he needs the belt. But uh, Strowman's lost. Like, he lost to Roman Reigns clean already. And to me, that's already, like, dampened the excitement I have for him possibly winning the belt. Uh, That's fair. Um, And I I definitely think that was kind of a step backwards or definitely a hiccup, if you will, in the build to Strowman. I mean, I think besides that, they've done a great job just continually building him and building him into this unstoppable force, especially right now. Like you talked about, you know, he got German suplex by Lesnar gets right back up, pops back up. Like it's nothing. That's fantastic. And I, that's why I wish their maybe egos for lack of a better term, wouldn't get in the way where, you know, they think, Oh, Roman's still our guy. And we got to have him beat the big guy clean. There is no way he should have ever been cleanly beaten in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, like that. No, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Right. Not yet. At least not yet. 
you know, build, build into a David and Goliath story because that's the age old wrestling angle they love to go with is small guy beats the big guy. But you definitely didn't that. I don't think that was the appropriate time to do it. No, not at all. But, you know, like you said, Strowman's hot. Maybe they decided it's time to take the belt off Lesnar. Uh, I don't know how many dates Lesnar has on his uh, on the year, because I think that's how they do it. He has a set number of dates per year he, they have to use up or whatever. Um, right. But he's been around a lot lately. <laughs> so I, I would imagine they're getting close to their limit. So maybe, like you said, they give him some time off till Royal Rumble time and then gear up for Mania. And then I would imagine Lesnar just kind of goes on his way, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I would not be upset if Strowman won. You know, it's, I right. think it's time. Change the guard. Well, sure. I mean, look at look at over on SmackDown. You did the Jinder Mahal experiment. I mean, why not? Especially with the Universal Belt being such a young belt, if you will. You know, it's it it, it just kind of came around in the last what two year year or two. A uh, year. And I think that one should really be used to build the younger talent. Yeah. Like Baylor had it, Rollins had it, Owens had it. You know, those are all guys that are top of their game right now that are huge stars that may not, they're not, like you said, they're not uh, bigger than the belt yet. They, they still could use that to, you know, launch them into, you know, break that glass ceiling that they're on right now. And it'll actually give the title some, uh, like a reputation. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use. It'll, it'll give the title some, some prestige, if you will. Yeah, some shine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I think Strowman could like almost. There's an old saying: the sometimes the belt makes the man, sometimes the man makes the belt. They throw it out there all the time. I don't mm-hmm. think the belt would make Strowman in this case. I feel like he would help make it what it could be. So, I definitely think if they give it to Strowman, it wouldn't be a bad idea. No. Uh, um, another big prominent storyline on Raw right now: Roman Reigns, John Cena. Uh, wow. I, <laughs> I was not looking forward to this when I kind of first pieced together that it was going to happen. When Kurt Angle comes out and says our, our free agent John Cena is coming over and he's going to call someone out. Oh, cool. And I was like, it's going to be Roman Reigns and I'm going to hate every second of it. <laughs> uh, but I, I haven't hated any of it. I think the promos that these guys are cutting are uh, amazing because... Uh, they're breaking down the fourth wall. They're just calling it like it is, and they're not, you know, pulling any punches. It's it's been fantastic. I think uh, this has really started to reinvigorate Roman Reigns in a lot of fans' eyes. And John Cena's pulling typical John Cena stuff. He can do no wrong. So, uh, where do you think we go with this one? Because I'm I have no clue to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's definitely interesting. And like you said, you know. When I'm sitting there, wherever I might be, watching Monday Night Raw, and I I saw the writing on the wall, if you will, and and I saw what they were doing. Back in my head, I'm like, I'm like, absolutely not, please, no, don't do this, do not put us through this, you know, because it, it's basically the. I don't want to use generation, but like you know, guys like us in our mid to late twenties. You know, obviously, we grew up not like, or you know, Cena was decent, but he got old to us. But, but you know, then there's the younger generation who's getting Roman shoved down their throats, like we were getting Cena shoved down our throats. So it, it, then, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. I'm like, this is just going to be a boo fest. You know, everybody's just going to boo this match the entire time. But 
like you said, when they when they started opening their mouths, and I think because it's John Cena and because it's Roman Reigns, they're two cash cows, you know, they're two poster boys, and they let them just, I mean, obviously with some direction, they kind of just let them go, though, and talk. It's like, whoa. It kind of reminds me of the John Cena that I actually used to like, which was, you know, I loved heel Cena when he was just the, you know, saggy pants, always coming out with the jerseys, rapping, going up against Angle and that. I love that. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it kind of gives me this nostalgic flashback, and it really, the way they're building it, it really makes you take a side. It's almost like, it's almost to the point though. It's not like, who do you like in this match? It's like, who's the lesser of two evils? Like who can you stand a little more than the other? Yeah. And lately I, you know, I, it's been John Cena for the promos. Cause I feel like Roman Reigns is kind of digging into the, the, the bag a little bit too much. Just call him a, a, a punk B word. <laughs> uh, yeah. Roman needs a little help on the mic. Right. And that first promo when you, I think, Roman looked legit frustrated when Cena was like, yo, you've, you know, first promo you've cut in five years. Nice job, kid. And then he starts dropping all these bombs. You know, you're a punk, you're fake, whatever, so on and so forth. I was like, good. He finally got out there and he said what he probably honestly feels to some extent. And then the next week he said the same lines. I'm like, no, you can't say the same thing two weeks in a row. Yeah, took it a step backwards. Yeah, Yeah. he he didn't progress in the promos. He kind of just went flat line. And Cena, he's, you know, he dropped a steroid reference, or not necessarily steroids, but the uh, the failed drug test uh, yes. from the previous, I think that was two years ago, last year, whatever it was. And, mm. you know, I didn't think he'd bring that out of the bag, and sure enough, he did. So uh, Cena's progressing with the promos, Roman's not. But I guess my my idea here is, what are we doing at No Mercy bringing you John Cena and Roman Reigns, which is a main event for WrestleMania, potentially. Why, why are they digging into the bag right now for No Mercy? 100%. I agree. Um, why are you using this on basically a secondary pay-per-view? Uh, I would even be, I'd even be fine with it if it was like a, you know, Royal Rumble. It, but I agree with you. It is, oh, it's unbelievably, without a doubt, a WrestleMania caliber match that should happen at WrestleMania. But if you are going to speed up the process, at least make it at one of the big four. Yeah, we just, Whether we it's, just passed SummerSlam. Right. Uh, or even, or, you know, at Survivor Series would be, would, would be perfect. And, yeah. you know, you would think. But, yeah, I feel like it's getting rushed and no mercy. And... I feel like that first time meeting should be at a big one. Now, if you were to do a, you know, if you were to do the typical series of three matches or, you know, a rematch, have a rematch maybe at a secondary pay-per-view. But the first meeting face-to-face, without a doubt, should definitely be at a bigger pay-per-view than No Mercy. Right. The only thing I can think of is they're now going up against the NFL on Sunday nights and Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And- Typically, when those ratings happen, the WWE dips and NFL spikes because it's the NFL and it's always going to be dominant as far as TV ratings. Sure. Um, so I think maybe they're like, you know what? Let's just throw it all out there and see what happens. We're getting Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, who have never faced one-on-one. 
Um, we're getting John Cena and Roman Reigns, who have never faced one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We're getting... Uh, I think we're getting a fatal four-way for the women's title. Yeah, because Nia, Emma, uh, Sasha... And Sasha and Alexa Bliss, Bliss, right? Which yeah. could be terrible. It could be great. It's not going to be like a huge draw, but it's obviously a pretty solid match. Uh, it, we're just getting a lot of first-time evers at a no-mercy pay-per-view, which last year, I think the main event was like AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose, which is a good match, but like, you know, it's not main event for WrestleMania caliber. Well, was No Mercy, did they even do No Mercy last year or did they bring it back this year? No, No Mercy last year was SmackDown. This year it's Raw. Hell in a Cell last year was Raw. This year it's SmackDown. They're just switching which show has it. Right, they flip-flop. Yeah. Um, Because I think No Mercy last year is when AJ kicked Dean in the groin and won the title. Okay. I think yes, you're right. No, no, no. That was backlash. That was backlash. You're right. No mercy might've been when Dolph Ziggler took on the Miz career versus title match. Uh, it's a possibility. I, I, yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, it, like you said, secondary pay-per-view and we're getting Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar could main event WrestleMania. <laughs> Roman Reigns, John Cena could be right. at WrestleMania. Like these are two high-profile matches. We're getting at no freaking mercy. Hundred percent. Ah, it just seems like they're rushing it. But at the same time, they've got to they've got to do what they can to compete. So maybe that maybe that just means we're going to get even higher-profile matches come Survivor Series and Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, Ro- you know, Roman's got to beat him clean, though, right? Don't say that. Why? I was going to move on because I don't want to say it. Okay. He can't beat I mean, him clean at no mercy. I, all, I'm, all I'm saying is if I'm talking a business sense now, if I'm in their heads, if I'm the guys producing the shows and that, if they want Roman, if they want to build Roman, they, they can't have him take a, they can't at least have him take a clean loss to Cena. Cause I feel like that's just gonna, his credibility is just going to be shot. Uh, yeah, Cena can lose, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a big deal. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Who ate the pin at SummerSlam in the Fatal Four Way? Was it Joe? I want to. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was Joe. I do too, but I can't remember. No, nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Roman. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was even involved in the pinfall. He might have been laying outside or something. Yeah, I feel like he got F5'd and then they shoved him outdoors or outdoors right. on the ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, Same they thing. Kicked him out. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I just don't want to see Roman win. I guess I don't care. No, I, I, neither do I. I don't want to see him win either, but like at the same time when I really, when I really think about it, it's kind of like whatever to me. Like you know, I'm not going to have a reaction either way, to be honest with you. Right. I'll, I mean, I get, I'll, yeah, I'll have a reaction. Cause like, I guess I'll be shocked either way. Yeah. I'm also going into it knowing I'll be shocked either way. Right. If that makes sense. So you'll be, you'll be shocked, but you'll be numb to it. You won't really show a ton of emotion. Right. I won't be, I'll, I'll be shocked, but I won't be shocked. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I don't know if anybody listening does, but, hey, right. I get it. Because, you know, if, if Roman wins clean, I'll be like, yeah, I get it. But I'm still kind of shocked that they let Cena lose clean. And then if Cena wins clean, I'll be like, whoa, they let Roman lose clean. But it's right. still John Cena. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't care, but I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. just to see what happens. Sure. Uh, so, uh, also on Raw, like I said, the women's title match. Uh, quickly, because this one, this, the whole women's title picture on Raw aggravates me. How many times are we going to flip the belt between Sasha and Bale, or, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Like, Sasha's already a four-time champ. In the span of, like, the next six months, she'll be an eight-time champ, and she'll have the record. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't that, – that poor girl. I don't know. I just – I'm still behind her, even though they're, they're not burying her, but they do this weird thing where she never has had a title reign longer than what, like – Days? Has she ever even made it a month? Uh, no, she literally loses it the next night. I just don't understand it. I like. I don't know if this is like a long con where they're building into something bigger with her. Like that's going to be a storyline. Like people are telling her she's a flash in the pan champion, and then she's finally gonna. I don't know. It, that's. I mean, it's already on the dirt sheets and Reddit and all the social media that she literally gets the title. And loses it the next night every single time. Oh, yeah. And, like, you, you might as well make a storyline out of it at this point. She kind of, she went on a radio show. I think it was Sam Roberts and discussed that. And she's like, yeah, I'm not too pleased that I get the title for, like, a day and then I have to give it back. It's like, that's not fun. Well, it's a joke. She's, I, I think she's just as talented, if not more talented than, you know, like, the likes of Bliss. Oh, yeah. And, like, and like Becky Lynch. And, I mean... I enjoy most Sasha matches. Sasha matches, excuse me, that I watch. I mean, she has good chemistry with most people. Most people, but obviously, there's just some of the girls there that can't keep up with like her and Bliss and people like that. I'm uh, I'm calling it here. Nia Jax decimates everyone and finally wins it. That'd be interesting. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind because. I feel like they need something like that. They need a shakeup. Like you said, they're just tossing the title back and forth between uh, Bliss and Sasha. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else. I wouldn't be shocked if Emma wins it either. Because See, I, I like Emma. I think she has a ton of potential. Just throws a freaking curveball out there and have Emma win it? I'd be okay with that. I, really? Yeah, I would say I really wouldn't be mad about that either. She, uh, she was great in NXT, and then they brought her up, and I just feel like they... I, they didn't give her any opportunity to do anything because they had their big four, the four horsewomen. Yeah, well, after well, didn't she? Uh, it was something stupid like petty larceny, but I'm pretty sure she got arrested too for like shoplifting or something. And then I think they just tried to bury her after that. She stole an iPhone case at a Walmart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> yep, that was it. Nope, that was it. Now that you spoke with that, I'm like, yeah, that's that's definitely it. Yeah. So I yeah uh, we'll see. Uh, tag team, I don't really know what's going on in the tag team on Raw. Seth and Dean obviously have it, and I feel like they're going to face Sheamus and Cesaro again, and that's going to be that. Ugh. Yeah, like... Uh, usually, usually they... I'm not, like, I'm not saying that they don't have good matches together, because they do. They put on entertaining matches. They just... I think the Raw tag team desperately needs a shake-up or some kind of call-up from NXT. They did. It was called The Revival, and they're always hurt. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big problem. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Hardys are still there, and I, it feels like they're about to be broken. I've been saying that for, like, eight months now. Not really, they haven't even been there eight months. I've been saying that for a while. But, uh, sir, yeah. It's time, come on. Or the new one that he's, he's awoken or something like that. I don't know, just do the character, man. 
Um, yeah, stop teasing us. Right, the club is whatever. They're kind Ish. of. I I love honestly I love those two whether they're whether they're trying to be serious like I think they can be good bad guys or if they're trying to be the bad guys that are kind of like comical. I think they're brilliant and the fact that they're just getting put you know everywhere else they're huge stars and I don't know to me the fact that they're just getting kind of tucked under people who aren't even real tag teams you know like that just too well Rollins and Ambrose obviously with the shield but you know they're just throwing two guys together right now and these legitimate tag teams are just getting tucked underneath them yeah it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense I don't I I don't get it yeah so I I think they'll end up doing the rematch Cesaro and Sheamus versus Seth and Dean Personally, I kind of hope Seth and Dean keep it because I'm sick of these belts like being traded back and forth like it's nobody's business. Um, and then the Intercontinental title match, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Who's even – yeah, do we even know? who Who is The Miz going to go up against? We don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he had that face-off with Enzo last week, which is great promo. The Miz's promos are still phenomenal. Still. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a good talent on the mic, and he's not the you know, he's not the worst wrestler I've ever seen. His no. matches are tolerable. Yeah, uh, him and Hardy had a pretty good match. Yeah, um, I'd like to see. I would even like to see that, like a rematch of because I know they've toyed with the idea too of Jeff and Matt possibly uh, doing a singles run again. Yeah, I I would definitely not mind seeing Jeff do that once again. I don't think he'll ever get the like the world title shot run. So give him the IC belt and see what he can do with it. Yeah, that'd be sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then the cruiserweight stuff, uh, Neville and Enzo, at no mercy. Why? Why are you wasting my time? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, you go back about, uh, you go back about a year, six months, whatever, half a year to a year, and you talk to that Troy. He's super high on Big Cass and Enzo as a tag team, hoping they get the titles. Now, uh, to be honest with you, I'm just kind of sick of Enzo. Oh, he's, he's, he's annoying and he, he's, uh, not, I think it's because he's not a good wrestler. Um, no, yeah. no. Cause he's, he's got it on the mic, but now his, now I feel like his promos are just getting, you know, he, he's getting to that point where it's just, it's, you know, the same thing over and over again. It's just come out, do your stupid sayings and get beat up and lose a match. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe that. That's exactly what happens every yeah, time. Yeah, it's pretty much just a copy and paste at this point. I think that's what I was trying to say. No, that's, that's a great way to put it. The, uh, he has the same catchphrases, and uh, I I don't know how to improve him. Like, the 205 thing, 205 Live thing is not going to work long term. No. And then after that, what do you do with him? You can't. Maybe when Big Cass comes back, they do the baby push thing. Big Cass goes, "Sorry, you know, listen, I've been out for this long, and now I feel like you and I can be friends again." I don't know. I mean, I don't think he would take this quietly or take this laying down, but I'm pretty sure I've said it to you before that I would even be fine if he just stopped the wrestling because he's obviously not that skilled and just and just was a manager and used his mouth that way. 
Yeah, I think that's I think he exactly would, what he needs to do. He would be great as a manager. He would be great as a manager because he just his job is literally to run his mouth and just get under everybody's skin, and that's what he does already. And that's what he does as like that's that's Enzo outside of wrestling apparently. That's what's kind of turned me off of him too is hearing all these you know whether they're true or not. The fact that I'm reading more and more and more and more stories are coming out. It's kind of turning me off of the guy. I'm just kind of like, all right, you're just a pain in the butt to literally everybody around you. Right. I listened to a big cast talk to, I think it was Sam Roberts again, not to be a show for him, but there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, and he, he cast said the same thing. Like that's Enzo. I, I mean, that's, that's what got him here and that's, what's going to keep him here or it's going to be his downfall. But that that's, that's Enzo to a T. What you see on camera is what he's like off camera. It's like, Oh, yep. Hundred percent. So, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's go to SmackDown real quick because SmackDown has been pretty damn exciting lately. Uh, SmackDown's fire. Yeah, let's let's start with Owens, McMahon, and all the stuff that's going on there. Uh, Oof. Yeah, right. First, first of all, the lead up to this was pretty good. Owens and McMahon, Kevin Owens is just an amazing, amazing talent. Uh, I just watched his DVD. I bought that. Uh, quick, quick plug ski. Go to geekverse.com slash Amazon and buy all your Amazon stuff like I did for the Kevin Owens hey, DVD. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. No applause, please. Uh, but no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. That Watching his old school promos when he was in like ROH and when he was in the Canadian Wrestling Federations that he was in, um, mm-hmm. this, this promo and this work that he's doing now reminds me of old school Kevin Steen before he was in WWE. He tells Shane McMahon like, your family would have been better off dead or no, sorry. Your family would have been better off if you died in that helicopter crash. Wow. That's not PG. Yeah. I mean, congrats to whoever's working in the back. That's letting them. I feel like, you know, we were just talking about the reigns Cena promos earlier. You know, I feel like they're letting them, they're loosening up just a little bit. I think it's road dog. I think road dogs on SmackDown. Yeah, I think it's him and that Jimmy Jacobs, the guy that was a big indie wrestler with uh, Owens and them. Yep, Jimmy Jacobs was featured prominently in that DVD as well. Um, and that Kevin actually mentioned him in one of his promos. He goes, I want a big limo or a, uh, a jet or something. He wanted something for me and my friend Jimmy, and I think that's pretty much who he's referencing there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I love the fact that after that, Shane McMahon beat his ass. And because that's the right response, he called. He said, "I would be better off dead." You gotta fight him. Like you gotta right. beat him up after that. Yeah, you're not backing down from that. He called out his wife. He called out his kids. You gotta fight. You gotta throw punches. Cool. And then Daniel Bryan, you know, does what he has to do because you gotta respond to Mr. McMahon and you gotta suspend Shane. And then Mr. McMahon comes and holy bleep! I did not expect that. He drew blood. He headbutted him, drawing blood immediately. Like, what are you doing? That's a 70-something-year-old man. You know what? And it's, it's funny because it's, you know, obviously we've gone years with, you know, cheering guys on to beat up McMahon. But it's at the point where he, like you said, he's 70-something. And I guess right now, I guess he's technically a baby face. And you almost felt bad for the guy because he looks, you know, he's obviously not what he once was. He's, he's old. He's, you know, he's fragile. So you're, it's almost like you're watching your grandpa get beat up on TV. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Like if my grandpa out there getting headbutted by another wrestler, I'm going to boo that other wrestler regardless of who it is. Right. 
And I freaking love Kevin Owens. I think he's been amazing as the universal champ, the face of the United States. Now this prize fighter crap that he's kind of going back to. Mm-hmm. I, I freaking love Kevin Owens, but now he's headbutting freaking Mr. McMahon and super kicking him and giving him a frog splash. Are you kidding me? I can't cheer that, that man. Right. A f- frog splash. I was like, is I'm like, why is Kevin Owens going to the top rope? What's happened? My jaw was just it, like, my mouth was open the entire time that I was going. You, the promo was good. It was really good. But from the time he headbutted him to the end of it, I was like, I was like, what is this? I'm like, this is TV gold. I'm like the rating is SmackDown is just head and shoulders, a better show right now. Uh, And that's just one great storyline that's happening right now. (laughs) That's what I mean. And that was just, that was like icing on the cake for that storyline. I love the way they're building this storyline to me right now. It's a flawless storyline on how they're building it. Just because it feels like almost like an attitude era storyline. Stephanie came out, checked on her father. That's just a little sprinkle on top of the cupcake. Like, that's great. I didn't expect that to happen either. No, I, you know, yeah, she happened to be that because that was the night of the May Young Classic, right? The live yes, yes. finish. Yeah, so she happened to be there. Oh, it was just so good. And that was fantastic. I was telling you this before we went on air or recording or whatever the hell you want to call this. Um, whatever that mess was. Yeah. I'm going to Hell in a Cell in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena, and I'm going to see Shane McMahon jump off that freaking cage, or I'm going to see Kevin Owens jump off that cage. Something crazy is going to happen. It's bound to. It has to. The And that I think that was perfect. As soon as McMahon was like, guess what? You guys are going to you're going to finish this in hell in a cell like that. This cannot be crafted better. That's a, that's amazing. I cannot wait for that match. That match. Honestly, I'm more intrigued by that than the, than the actual title match. Oh, me too. As soon as Owen said, like you had to jump off the cage to impress your daddy. I was like, that's happening. That's in a cage. That's, that's hell in a cell. Easy. One, two, three. It has to be. Um, and then like you said, the title match, we've got Shinsuke versus gender. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. And I, but I don't think you can have Shinsuke lose twice. Mm-hmm. That that almost ruins him. It doesn't ruin him, but it, it puts him in a big hole. No, I, I agree. He's the he's the king of strong style. He's been built up. He hasn't lost uh, in a one on one match until that gender match. Uh, and of course, there was some distraction. There was some interference, so on and so forth. But still, he lost one, two, three. Uh, I, I think you gotta you, you gotta have Shinsuke win it. I mean. Otherwise, you're just ruining it for Shinsuke. He's your top guy. You need to bill him as your top guy. Give him the title. Do, no. it, do it in Detroit and make me a happy little ginger. Yeah. <laughs> make, uh, make Austin run along that night, you know, going home and calling his mom and dad. Guys, guys, guess what? Guess what happened? <laughs> Shinsuke finally won. Shinsuke oh. did it. He did it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think you've got to do it. I, I agree. Um, I think I said it earlier and I may have said it when you and I were just talking before, but I don't know. I just, I'm all set on the gender experiment. I liked it. I did. Honestly, I was like, okay, this is new. This is fresh. It's somewhat different. Give them a chance, you know, let them run with it. And hell it's professional wrestling where it's predetermined. So if you really don't like what's going on, guess what? You can change it. And he can drop it literally at a live show. It could be done the next day. Um, they let him go with it, and it it hasn't 
it hasn't been the worst title reign. I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, I think he's a good kind of classic heel, not the best on the mic, but you know, the fact that he, you're pulling the whole classic 1980s America versus, you know, insert country. (laughs) And, you know, with the, with the Singh brothers, I think it's been good. I mean, the Singh brothers obviously interfering them, getting the crap kicked out of them. I, it has the makings of everything good, but I was honestly, I was actually a little bit surprised that they had Shinke or excuse me, Shinsuke lose clean to him at SummerSlam. And it was kind of an abrupt ending. Like, you know, he just, there was no real big sequence to lead up to it. He kind of just hit the finish and that was it. So I think, yes, I think Shinsuke needs a redemption. Um, and this time around, he definitely has to, you know, beat the crap out of Mahal. He's really got to prove a point. And I don't think he can afford to lose. I agree. If you're going to build, if he's another one, he's another one where if you're going to build him like this huge megastar, um, you got to be careful with him. He can't be losing too much. And if he's put in a title match like that, you can't have him lose clean. Uh, you know, at least make it interesting, at least set up a next match or something. If you're going to do it that way. Right. I mean, you made, you made him beat Randy Orton, who is this 14 time champ, 13 time champ, however many times he's been yeah. a champ. Um, and that was after Orton hit him with the RKO. So like you built Shinsuke pretty good there. You had him beat John Cena to have that first SummerSlam match. So you're once again, you're building him up. He's beat literally everyone on the roster. That's worth something on, on the SmackDown side anyway. And then you have him lose clean to gender at SummerSlam. Like it just left a weird taste in my mouth. Right. But at the same time, you could be making the crowd want it even more. So it's like, all right, they didn't give it to him at SummerSlam. This could be like a Daniel Bryan-esque thing where, like, you're just not going to give it to him, you're not going to give it to him, you're not going to give it to him. Okay, finally, he's going to have his little crowning achievement here and finally win it. Um, so hopefully they're just continuing to build that a little bit, make it, <clears throat> excuse me, make us want it a little bit more. But, yeah, I, you can't waste gender. Like, or not, sorry, you can't waste Shinsuke. Yeah, it's going to get to a point where it's like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Like, you, you made him a loser. You made him Dolph Ziggler. Right. Everybody is, everybody's clamoring, clamoring for that Shinsuke title win. And I, I see, I do understand what you're saying about the Daniel Bryan thing, but, uh, at the same time, I think over the last, well, when did, when did Bryan win the title? 14, right? Uh, it was like 14, right? When he actually won the, against Cena. Yeah. Uh, or at SummerSlam, whenever that was, yeah, that he yeah. won the title. 13 or 14. Yeah. So even though Daniel Bryan had been around for a while before that point and people knew who he was, um, I think in the last, you know, handful of years, four or five years, whatever you want to say, I think people have, WWE fans have smartened up and gotten wise to looking elsewhere into alternative wrestling. And I think Shinsuke is one of those guys where you don't have to, hold him, hold him back and have this like fight the system and keep fighting, keep fighting to get the title. People know who he is already. He's a huge star around the world. 
most people knew who he was coming in or they at least looked him up. So I think he's ready. You know, I don't think there's much build that he needs to do. Yeah, I think I just don't want them to burn him too much, if that makes sense. Sure. So like you, you, you've got this candle and it's burning and it's pretty hot right now. But eventually you let it burn too long without uh, without feeding it some oxygen. It's just going to burn out. And then it's like, all right, now we've got this Japanese dude who is really a fantastic wrestler. And Mm -hmm. now we're just going to waste him and make him like some sort of character. And I can I just see it happening. And I'm so worried that that's what's going to happen to Shinsuke. Yeah, I I can see your worry with that. Uh, So I I think Shinsuke either wins it or like you said, they set it up nicely somehow to where it's it's like a DQ finish or something and Jinder keeps it. But that sets up the next one. And then we get the big payoff maybe at Survivor Series. Um, Personally and selfishly. I hope it happens in Detroit so I can lose my mind. Oh yeah. You're, you're quite selfish. I literally everything. Well, we know everything you're going to say on here right now is going to be, well, I hope it happens in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I would be Hey, listen, I would be in the same boat as you. So I, I can't be mad at you there. I would be the same way if they brought a decent pay-per-view to Buffalo. Um, <laughs> are you listening? WWE bring one back here. <laughs> it's been a while since they've had one in Buffalo, at least 13, yeah. 13 battleground. Yep. And that was when uh, uh, Cody and Goldust won the titles. That's right. Uh, I remember because I wrote an article about that, and I was like, oh, where is this? Oh, it's Buffalo. Cool. Yep, yep. I was uh, I was at that one. I remember that. That was the highlight of the show. Nice. I, yeah, that was an amazing match. I still love that yeah. match. Um, what else is happening in SmackDown? Okay, Carmella and Natalia uh, and uh, what's the other girl's name who I'm blanking on? Who is the the champ? Naomi. Oh, no, Natalia. Natalia is the current champ, yes. Naomi was the former champ. Oh, and Naomi, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do at uh, Hell in a Cell, but this Carmella and James Ellsworth thing has got me completely confused. I don't know what the hell's going on with those two. Is it some weird dominatrix thing they're pushing here? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely awfully strange. I mean, I, f- I feel like it's just a thing where they're just trying to keep Ellsworth afloat with something. And I don't know. I guess I guess this works for them. I Because I, I like Ellsworth, but I don't want to say he's running his course, but they definitely have to be careful with him because, you know, he may have a limited window. I hope he doesn't, but you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he can kind of get stale from time to time. But, I, you know, I thought it was going pretty well with what he was doing with Carmella. And then they have, like, a faux breakup. And then Carmella, like, straight up makes out with him for, like, three seconds. Or, or otherwise known as a kiss, I guess. <laughs> uh, to, to the mainstream, it's a uh, kiss, right. if you will. To me, it's making out for three seconds. Uh, but, yeah, like, I... And then she goes, I'm in charge now. So is he, and then she had a leash on him. Like, is this some weird, like, lapdog thing? Like, yeah, that was weird. I, I, they're pushing boundaries, which I can appreciate because I, you know, I can see a lot of kids asking questions about that. And it's like, mommy, why does the girl have the guy on the leash? Right. Uh, I don't, how do you explain that to your kids? I don't freaking know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, no, good luck. Right. That's mom. Your mom's taking that question, not me. <laughs> right. That dad's going to go drink now. Um, <laughs> or whatever you do. Uh, 
I'm one to talk. I'm the straight edge kid. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're doing with this. Uh, I, I hope she does not cash in in Detroit. I will say that because I guess it'd be exciting. Sure. Cash in in Detroit. I don't care. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the women's title picture. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Where do they go from here? Yeah. I mean, right now to me, it just seems like that whole thing is in a lull until they decide to put it on Carmella. You know, it's kind of just, all right, well, Natalia, here you go. We'll give it to you for time being. And we'll just kind of play it by ear. Uh, what we want to, or when we want Carmella to cash it in. Um, Hell in the Cell, is it too soon? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Hell in the Cell will be coming up. Eh, it's only like a few months after. She wanted that. Well, when did she win it? She wanted that. The Well, I know it was Money in the Bank, and then she had to redo it that next Tuesday. What was that, in June? I want to say June, yeah. June so, or July, yeah. So she's coming up on what? She's going to come up on four months with it. I mean, some people, what, Seth Rollins, he he didn't cash in until, what, like almost a year after he won it. Right. Um, so, I don't know, but with the women's t- title, I think it's, I think it's different. Um, I think you have to keep people interested and you have to reinvigorate it somehow. So, I think sooner rather than later, she might want to cash it in she's doing good work right now so i think it's almost time to give her a shot yeah i think the biggest problem is they have so many talented women and i just don't care about any of them right now because of the storylines you've got charlotte who's obviously been away dealing with family stuff but um she's also back doing house shows according to her twitter and instagram so like right not that i stalk her it just pops up don't think i'm weird uh, uh, Becky Lynch, haven't seen her in a minute. Uh, Naomi obviously had a rematch last week and didn't get that done. Um, and then you got Carmella doing her thing. And then you get uh, Tamina and her and uh, who's the Russian chick? I am struggling with names. Oh, so Lana? Hard. Lana, thank you. Uh, Lana's like the faux manager for Tamina now and trying to push Tamina to be like an, an angry, an angry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. It's so it's we- yeah, it's weird. So you've got like the oldest girl on the roster as the champion, and then you've got Carmella with a lap dog and a leash, and trying to convince Natalia that she can cash in whenever she wants. I mean, maybe we can. Maybe we can even in a perfect world. Maybe we can get it in a way where I don't know whether it's Hell in the Cell or either. I, it could even be a SmackDown for all I care, but. Maybe you do something too where Natalia loses the title to someone like Naomi and then all of a sudden real quick Carmella just cashes in on them and just takes the title from them. Yeah, that could work. I would not be opposed to that at all. I mean, it's got to be uh it's got to be significant however it's done because the women's ladder match for the Money in the Bank briefcase was pretty monumental. I mean, James Ellsworth freaking won it (laughs) Uh, yeah right exactly that was that's gonna go down in history the next night carmella kept her title or her her briefcase that'll Mm -hmm. go down in history so however she cashed in it's got to be pretty historic and i'm hoping they just find a way to make it pretty interesting um we'll see it's gonna happen in detroit (laughs) it's gotta It's, it's just gonna happen 
For uh, your sake. Yeah, right. Let's talk tag teams real quick. We've got Usos and New Day. They've been going toe-to-toe. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep that feud going, but I kind of hope they do. Their matches are fantastic. Yeah, the work between the two of them, definitely, um, it's been good. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's necessary a ton to uh expand on there it's they they have they've just been having good matches um i do it would be face versus face but i i don't i don't necessarily hate or mind the whole shelton benjamin um chad gable thing i don't know it's kind of like a team angle 2.0 yeah i don't mind it either um i just don't know if they're gonna try and build them up a bit and then like throw them in the title picture but yeah, I I would not mind them. I like the way that those guys go with each other. They're, they're both just super athletic and great wrestlers. And then Shelton kind of adds a different dynamic because he's, like, massive. I don't know if you've looked at him lately, but dude's huge now. He's jacked. Yeah, he's a big boy. He looks in great shape, too. Um, I've always been a huge uh, Shelton mark, honestly. I, I loved him when during his intercontinental title run, like when they, pro- they brought his mom on, on screen and, yeah. um, you know, the U S title, I, I was, you know, and he was obviously fantastic in those, what he, the first two money in the banks at WrestleMania, I think he was in. And obviously yeah. he was the big high spot guy of the match, um, for both of them. Well, they're, yeah, I no, actually I think for those ones, he might've been the big high spot guy for those matches. He was the one, he, he's the one who climbed the ladder. And then, like, did the clothesline off the ladder. When it was right, to Jericho. Yep. yep. And uh, then the the next year was the one where he jumped off that ladder that was on the ropes and kind of used it as a springboard and jumped on all those guys. For, he did, like, a front flip. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love what they're doing with Shelton and Chad Gable. I think it's, like you said, it's an angle, team angle 2.0. Um, I, I just don't know if they're going to throw them in there now. They're going to wait for New Day and Usos to kind of run its course. Which it might have already. I don't know. It's it's not stale yet. I will say that. No, but I mean, do you feel like do you feel like that tag team division needs a little bit of a shakeup? Like, uh, I know the authors of Pain dropped their titles, and they haven't been on NXT in a while. So I don't know if they're going to pop back up on NXT and do a rematch with Sanity, and then I don't know if maybe they make their way to SmackDown. I mean, do you feel like there? Do you feel like that tag team division needs just like a another team to throw in the mix? Well, they've got uh, Ryder and Mojo, which looks like they're gonna disband because yeah, based on last week, right? Ryder walked out, um, and then they've got Brizongo, which they haven't really wrestled since I don't know when. <laughs> they yeah, I can't. I can't time. remember. Right, I can't remember the last time they actually were in a legit match, which is fine with me. I, I I don't mind them as wrestlers, but they're just their work their work in the back with their bits and that are just amazing. Right. And and they're I, so over just they had they don't even have to step in the ring and they're so over. Right. And then when they do step in the ring, uh it's hilarious. <laughs> Every oh, time. absolutely. Um so I mean that's they're a tag team, but it's like uh it's not a wrestling tag team, so I, like you said, I wouldn't mind if they just stayed in the back. Um, mm-hmm. The Ascension, they're kind of run their course. I mean, they need something else. They're just yeah, yeah. They're they're stale. They're brutal. Um, the Shining Stars hasn't been on TV for a while. I don't even know if they're still employed by the company. Yeah, they might just be like a house show type of deal. Right. Um, and then I can't think of too many more tag teams. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind the Ascension coming up. I think uh, it would just add a new element because they're they're obviously going to be big heels. Um, yeah. Oh God, yeah, and you have enough, you know, you have enough face tag teams that I think you need like a. That would be incredible, you know, coming in against the New Days. There are three, well, besides Big E, he's huge, but, uh, you know, they're obviously both, they're all three of them are smaller than the Authors of Pain, so they just come in and demolish the New Day. I mean, I think that would get them heat, you know, because New Day is just so over. Right, that'd make a statement right away. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I would not mind seeing the Ascension come up. I don't know if they're going to do that. Like you said, they've still got to get their rematch with Sanity, but... um I'm trying to think when the next NXT like takeover will be. Probably for Survivor Series, I would guess, right? I was gonna say honestly, it probably wouldn't be until November. Yeah, so maybe they just like have that NXT rematch on an NXT show, and they're like, yeah, come on up, make it sure. Impact. So yeah, I, I definitely do think SmackDown needs a shakeup because you think, let's say the Usos go and face uh, Angle 2.0 as we're calling it, where do they go from there? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. There's no other tag teams. They beat Brazongo a long time ago with the weird janitor thing that happened. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, and then they beat the New Day they, just last week with the uh, Vegas street fight, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then if they beat 2.0, where do they go? I don't know. Right. I think that, yeah, they do need some, uh, they need a little more help in the balance of the tag teams. And then I think you could even have the Authors of Pain even beat up on the Usos. And the Usos might become, like, the, the good bad guys, if that makes sense. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like the tweeners, almost, yeah. you know, as they like to call them. It's like, yeah, we, we don't like the Usos when they're facing the New Day, but now they're being, being beaten up by these monsters, and the Usos can do cool stuff still. So, you know, I, I, it would be, people would cheer for the Usos more than they cheer for the Authors of Pain. 100%. And I actually, like, I was thinking of a scenario as uh, you were talking where, you know, I think that would be great as like tweeners if you want to if you want to play them on both sides. Like, you know, say the authors of pain are just taking it, just taking the boots to the new day after after a new day Usos match. And the Usos look like they're going to go in and run in and help, you know, the new day, you know, f- you know, fend off the authors of pain. But then they are like, nah, screw it. And then they just start walking back to the back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Um, you know, yeah, that's what uh, what's his face just did. The NXT UK champ. Oh my god, dude! I was hyped though because I thought for a split second he was gonna join their faction. So did I. I oh, like, that oh, would have been gosh. nuts. Uh, the Bruiserweight. What's his name? Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Thank you. I am struggling with names today. It's fine. Uh, that's, see, this is why I'm here to offset you. Exactly. Uh, quickly before we jump to NXT, uh, United States title. We think an AJ and. Uh, Baron Corbin, like, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, I, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I have a bone to pick with that. Good. Yeah, he, here's my thing. Um, he does his open challenges. This week was Ty Dillinger. Um, I'm high on Ty Dillinger. Uh, I really liked him since NXT. Yeah. I think maybe in the long run, maybe in the future, he could possibly be a heavyweight title guy. But for now, early on in that, He's definitely a good, I think, mid-card title guy. Like, I think he would do well with the U.S. title. For sure. Um, so my problem, my problem doesn't lie in him losing. Obviously, I figured they were going to keep the strap on AJ. No big deal. But that being said, 
I hated Corbin's interference because honestly, I would love to see a good, a really good contested clean one-on-one match between Ty Dillinger and AJ Styles. I think they cut it too short. I think the match really wasn't, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but then Corbin came in and ruined it to progress his storyline where I understand you have to do that, but I would have loved to see the match gone longer because I think it would have got better as it progressed. Yeah, what I what I think they're going to do, it, either one of two things, they're gonna give, uh, they're gonna give him a new, they're gonna give what's his name, <laughs> perfect ten, Ty Dillinger, Dillinger, Dillinger. Crickets, man, holy, they're gonna give Ty Dillinger a rematch and be like, yo, if there no outside interference, no one can interfere with this match, or they're fired or something, something like that, right? Where Ty and AJ can have their legit match, and AJ will probably keep it like you said, um, or they go, you know what? Triple threat match. All three of you. And then yeah. AJ can lose it, but not be pinned. Yeah, because I can't... I mean, they're still burying Corbin. Obviously, demoting, I guess, demoting him, if you want to call it, to the U.S. title. Even though the person who's holding the U.S. title is way better than the guy who's holding the heavyweight. I don't know, in my opinion. <laughs> but... Um, yes. <laughs> but... Corbin's still going after a title, so how bad could you really be burying him? Yeah, I don't uh, get it either. Like, if you're going to bury him, freaking bury him. <laughs> they know how to bury people in that company. Don't tell me you don't know how to bury Baron freaking Corbin. Yeah, and I mean, he seems like he's starting to get a little bit like Enzo, where people backstage are coming out and sounds like they do not, you know, just his coworkers do not like him very much. No, and it's just getting old. It's like, uh, I, from what I heard, him and Cena had a big spat backstage, and that was kind of what set this all off to where, like, dude, you don't talk to John Cena like that and expect to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I would, be okay. I would be even okay if you took this route where, I mean, obviously this is just fantasy, hypothetical. Do I think it's going to happen? The percentage chance? Not really. Not good. But even if you had Corbin win it and then if you want to bury him further or whatever you want to do with him, you have Dillinger win it off of Corbin in like a upset, like a shock upset. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe Dillinger did it. He, he took down the, the big man, you know, he took him down and then maybe AJ gets a rematch like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one way to do it. I wouldn't be mad with that at all. Uh, I, I really just don't want to see Baron Corbin with any sort of title. Like, it just makes me feel weird. Yeah, no, he's another one. When I knew, when I knew less about him, it was much better. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, okay, this guy's big and he's pretty athletic in the ring. I don't think he's like a terrible wrestler. It's just his, his attitude and I guess the character overall is just kind of dry. Yeah, yeah. And he, he hasn't really changed anything up since... Since he debuted, I mean, he's the same old crap. Yeah, pretty much. He hasn't really evolved or progressed. He's still just the lone wolf who's just a, just a pain to everybody in his way. Yes, precisely. Um, yeah. So all the cool stuff's going to happen to Detroit, and it's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> and I'll be jealous. And you'll be jealous. Let's talk NXT real quick. 
I keep saying real quick, like we couldn't go for four hours. Um, <laughs> right. So I, I'm just browsing the WWE shop right now for fun because I do that and then look at all the stuff that I shouldn't buy and then eventually talk myself into it and then finally talk myself out of it. Oh, I knew there was a re- I knew there was like a real good reason why we're friends or, you know, we can coexist and uh-huh. definitely do these things. That's for sure. I, I'm the same way. So they've got a new shirt on here and I, I, for the longest time, AKA like the past five minutes, I've been able to figure out who it's for or what it's representing. And it simply says undisputed CFO era. And I was like, what does this mean? And then on the back says shock the system. And then I was like, I don't know what this means. What is this? Who are these shirts for? And then you zoom in, Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly. That's right, baby. 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 Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize for your earbuds, and I'm going to try and pull back from the microphone, but I'm going to do it really loudly here. Adam Cole, baby! Oh, that was, that was perfect. My ear is, everything's still intact. I'm pretty sure I can still hear. I love doing that. <laughs> my oh, friend, it's so much fun. My at my friend's concerts, because uh, he plays in a band, every time I'll get real close to the stage if I can, and I'll just yell his band's name and then baby. And like the rest of his band just looks at me like I'm freaking weird, and then he just starts dying laughing. Right, because he's yeah, he's the only one who gets it. Everybody else looks like you're just like a mental patient who which, just get, got out of the asylum. Which is not totally false. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like halfway true. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that that's what they're calling these guys, though, is shock the system? Or are they the undisputed era? I don't get it. So to my understanding from reading a couple articles on that, it's going to be undisputed era. Okay. Which I would like it much better. if I, I think it would sound a lot better if it was just undisputed. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, and hopefully it's one of those things where as their storyline progresses in that, you know, you'll notice that slight tweak in their programming where they do start calling them just undisputed. Or, yeah, the things that we do are undisputed or whatever, like evolution. Yeah, I just, I don't think undisputed era is necessary. But, boy... Do I love that group? I mean, you've obviously we've covered it when I've been on here before that I'm a huge mark for Ring of Honor and all three of those guys coming from ROH just that that was a huge impact. I loved it. I love everything about it so far that they're they are almost playing that invader outsider role by just showing up and beating people up and never actually having a match yet. Right. Right. And I, I didn't realize that all three of these guys, uh, in one way or another, have worked together as tag teams before. Because um, uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly were a tag team previously. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were a tag team previously. Yep. And I only know that through going through YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these guys all like six degrees of separation already have been in a faction together to some extent. Right. And I, the fact that they're building them up is like you said, these guys who just go in, beat the crap out of you, make it known that they're there and then just take off. It's, it's just great. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, and to piggyback on what you were saying is if you do get a chance to go to YouTube and it won't happen for a while, but uh, in the future, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole 
they feuded with each other. Right. And that was an unbelievable series of matches. Like they're, they have great chemistry and, um, yeah, absolutely. Bobby, Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they were called uh, red dragon in ROH. I mean, obviously I don't know if they'll be able to use that or if that is, um, you know, a part of ring of honor, uh, if they own that. But I think, you know, I feel like almost there for a split second, not for long, but for a split second, NXT, the well was starting to dry up a little bit because they were, you know, bringing so many people up. And I think this just gave it a shot of new energy that it needed with all these guys, you know, even McIntyre. But if we're focusing on the three of them, I think, I think sooner rather than later, you're going to see them, um, I think they're going to hold all the titles. I think it's going to be one of those factions where they're carrying around all the titles. I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, no. But to piggyback off what you said, to the fact that this kind of reinvigorates NXT, uh, my good friend Tyler, who I go over to his house and watch Raw every Monday, he goes, uh, so I'm watching NXT for the first time in a while. Like, he'll watch the pay-per-views, obviously. But um, he goes, why isn't Adam Cole? I know he debuted. On Sunday, why is he on this episode? I'm like, oh, they usually tape those, like, before the pay-per-view. You know, right. Son of a gun. I only watch this for Adam Cole, and I'm not going to be able to see him. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> like, I, I, that's cool that you wanted to watch Adam Cole, but he'll probably be on there in the next week or two. Right, yeah, it, it'll take a few. But, yeah, I'm Adam Cole, obviously, hottest name in wrestling, uh, hottest free agent in wrestling at the time before he came to WWE. Uh, everyone knows the Bay Bay stuff, so obviously he's got a, a little bit of a following there. And then Kyle O'Reilly, I didn't he win his only ROH title from Adam Cole? Yeah, and it was actually right before both of them left. Right, right. So I, I mean, like you said, I haven't watched all that feud. I need to go back and look through the YouTube archives there. But and then Bobby Fish, I didn't know much about, but I know him and uh, oh man, I am so bad with names today. I hate my life. Who's the guy who has all the tattoos? I have his... Talk about Alistair? Alistair, Alistair Black? Black. Thank you. I don't... I'm getting old. That's got to be it. I'm just getting old. Man, you uh, need some caffeine or something. I probably do. This, this work schedule. Um, but Alistair Black and Bobby Fish had a great match. Alistair Black and Kyle O'Reilly had a great match. Um, so we, I know they can work. Um, the fact that, like you said, they could go for the NXT tag titles... Adam Cole could go for the NXT title. Uh, them having all the belts reminds me of an evolution S type of thing. Just saying. Absolutely. No, you're you're not wrong. You're not far fetched there. Um, have you watched any of the May Young Classic? I, t- I I told you previously I haven't watched all of it, but what have you thought of that so far? If you've watched it, one one quick thing I want to throw in about the last thing before we move on. Oh, throw it on, yeah. So I don't know if you saw, if you're keeping up, but keeping they up also on NXT, yes. keeping up. They also just signed to the, I think he's going to be on NXT like soon. They just signed another ROH guy. His name is uh, Donovan Dijak. Okay. I've heard the uh, name. I don't know much at all. He is massive. Um, <laughs> huge guy. Tall. He's, I'll put it to you this way. He's the stereo, he's the quintessential stereotypical WWE guy that Vince McMahon loves huge. And I'm thinking that I don't know if they want to just, I don't know if they want to just keep it Cole and fish and O'Reilly, but if they want to work die in, I think he would work great as 
like a bodyguard, almost like a diesel to a Shawn Michaels. So he would be like Cole's diesel. Okay. Wow. This, I, this guy is massive and he's just, he's another good ROH talent. I mean, the guy, the guy's very athletic for a big guy. Like, you know, he, he does some of those moves that you wouldn't necessarily see size, guys, his size, you know, performing. I don't know why I Googled him and then just hit maps. Like I, there's no Donovan Dijak on a map. Austin. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a little boy. It's a little place in Istanbul. Oh, he is huge. Jiminy crickets. Yeah, that would I I don't know why you wouldn't throw him in there. They also signed Leo Rush. Yeah, Leo Rush too. Um he may have I think Rush would have a different path because he spent most of his time as a face in ROH and you know kind of like the little underdog fighting guy. Uh unfortunately, I feel like his his path is going to be to 205 live, yeah. but I hope I'm wrong. I don't know. I like him. He's another very talented kid. He's only like 23. I think he's younger than you and I. Yeah, he's he's a young guy. Um, and he's I think I think he's for sure signed. I can't remember. No, he actually I believe I just read something that he made his debut at a live event recently, like at a full sale one or one in Florida. There you go. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm I kind of yeah I just uh, googled his name and there's he uh, debuted at NXT TV taping so. Leo Rush will be up there soon. I like you said. I hope they don't waste him on 205 Live. He's only 161 pounds, so that's where he'll go. Because if that's if you can fit on 205 Live, you will. Um, well, hell, maybe he could be a Kalisto because I mean, Kalisto is technically not 205 still, right? Right. What the hell's up with that? That's so strange to me because I feel like Kalisto gets over pretty decently. So I feel like he would be a great talent on 205. He would, you know, I think legitimize that. Kalisto is a U.S. champion, a former U.S. champion. Like, right, exactly. Why? You can't tell me that you couldn't put Neville like in the Intercontinental Title picture, and have it be believable. Like, I honestly, I'm I'm interested to see how much longer this 205 lasts. I just I feel like the numbers just aren't aren't reflecting good enough for the you know well enough for them to keep it. Right, like uh, they quit talking smack. They quit raw talk. They are cutting back on pyro, but yet we're going to keep 205 live. Like, yeah, I don't need this much wrestling. I love wrestling, but it's almost to the point where it's my second job. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's almost overkill because there's so much to keep up on now. And you know, every night of the week, there's something on pretty much. And then they're adding tournaments like the May Young classic boom segue. Um, I've watched the first round and meh. <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but that's kind of how I felt. I got to be honest with you. Um, I haven't even touched it. Good. <laughs> I, you know, and it, it's, it's, I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, it's women wrestling. I'm not going to watch that. It, it, it's more the fact that it's just, I don't know. I'm like, I don't have as much interest in it as others. I mean, I, I'm okay with just reading I'm okay with just reading the results and going off those. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you're not wrong. Um, there have been some great matches. I don't want to diminish it. Di- mm-hmm. diminish it. Uh, and like you said, it's not because it's win wrestling. Sometimes the women's matches are better than the men's, and that's amazing, and I love it. Right, um, right. But there's, they've got a lot of young women here who don't have much experience, and it shows through. Um, 
and then other times they've got women who are super experienced and it's a great match, but uh, there's so much give and take. Like you can tell a couple times, like they just blatantly miss spots. Uh, but uh, I don't know where to go with it. There was just, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff. Um, <laughs> so what I can't think of Mae Young's finisher where she like rat rolls you up and then pins your legs to the mat. Oh my God. I forgot. It's not the Boston crab. Uh, crap. I don't know. It's, it's like a roll up, but it's more, uh, it's more finishery. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know what to call it, but anyway, there's this girl who does that move and maybe back in the 60s and 70s, it worked great. But, like, now it just looks so, like, hokey. And yeah, it's just cliche. It's just, uh... And the girl's doing it as a tribute to the fabulous Moolah. Or not, sorry, uh, to Mae Young. And it just doesn't work for me. I don't want that to be your finisher. She beat two guys, or two girls, sorry, who are blatantly just massive compared to her. And I just, that shouldn't happen two times. Like, the girl should beat the crap out of you. Right. Uh, uh, they've got a girl who is a former MMA competitor and is was darn good in MMA, but just wanted to transition to something else in her life, so now she's doing wrestling. And they teased a four-horsewomen MMA match versus a four-horsewomen WWE match. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. I'd love to see that. Oh, my God. I'm telling you right now, that is... You're, you, obviously, you're referring to Shayna Baszler, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm gonna tell you right now that is good. That they need to save for a major four pay per view. Which I heard rumblings that you know I'm gonna obviously I'm sure you were getting there, and I I'm sorry that I jumped the line on you, no, but the route the Rousey thing. Yes. Um, I've heard rumblings that you know maybe she'll do one you know she'll do one match singles competition, but they they might want to build to a four horse women versus four horse women, possibly like a, uh, uh, survivor series style match at survivor series. There you go. That would, well, what? they teased it pretty heavily cause they had all four of them. Well, they had everyone, but Sasha, uh, mm-hmm. face off with Rhonda, Shayna, and two of the other four horse women in MMA who I don't know, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but they, they teased them. They had them all come back and like, in the backstage and just like look at each other. It's like, all right, I see what you're doing. Kind of see what kind of reaction you're going to get. I'm with you. Yeah. And I think WWE is going to laugh all the way to the bank with this one. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a huge draw. It's going to be big money. This thing. Yeah. And this is a crossover that frankly just makes sense. I mean, uh, Rhonda got a huge pop when she was in mania and just basically held Stephanie's arm and then flipped over triple H. It's like, all right, that was amazing. Right. Um, and then you've got people who already love MMA who are also wrestling fans, and then wrestling fans who are also MMA fans. This is a crossover that makes sense better than, like, Mayweather and Conor McGregor, to me at least. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that, that, like you said, the minute she stepped foot in the ring, just people lost their minds. And she didn't even, she didn't even really do anything. She didn't do anything. And... You know, yeah, I just I think this crossover is going to be incredible and it fits. It does. It makes sense because 
all they all have that MMA background, but at the same time, they're all huge wrestling fans. And actually, Baszler too. She was on the independence for a while and there was a Cleveland based indie promotion. She was wrestling for that. She actually won their women's title. Wow. Um, yeah, it was called AIW absolute intense wrestling, which like Gargano, Candice LeRae, you know, a couple of the names that you see in WWE product now that, you know, have been there and have wrestled. That's, I didn't know she was that talented as a wrestler. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it was just the publicity stunt type of thing to just get tickets and, you know, get people through the door or if, she, you know, she's actually just that talented that they're like, you know what, we could put the strap on you and it would be fine. Yeah. And, and Baszler for the two matches I've seen her, she's been fantastic. So credit to her for being able to transition pretty successfully. Um, mm-hmm. Before we wrap her up here, let's go through No Mercy real quick because I just pulled up the card. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, who you got? I'm going to go Strowman. I want to – I just – because I want it to happen, and I just Mm – I think it's a good time. So I'm going to say Strowman. My my heart says Strowman. My head says Lesnar. Uh, John Cena versus Roman Reigns? I got to go Roman because I think – I. That's how you got to build them. If you want to, if you want to backtrack and try to build this guy properly the second time around, I think this is where it's got to start. I'm gonna go Cena. Based off your logic, though, I think they're gonna have Roman like lose and then like come back through the ashes and be like the good guy, kind of like they used to do to Cena back in the day. Um, See, the thing with that, like real quick, the thing with that though is. The guy's already beaten The Undertaker. Yeah. And The Undertaker is arguably, you know, a bigger name than John Cena. I mean, it's arguable because John Cena is just so well known in this day and age. But guy already beat The Undertaker. So, I mean, I don't know if you have to move on with a storyline where, you know, like, hey, nobody's stopping me. Look at me. I beat The Undertaker. I beat Cena. You know, who are you going to put in front of me next? That, that's true. I'll give that to you. Yeah, that kind of shifts my thinking. You're right. He beat The Undertaker. He beat Triple H. He beat, he's beaten everyone. Right. So the one notch left on his belt is John Cena. And The Rock, which would be an incredible storyline for the two of them to face off. Right. Family members? Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to go Roman now, too. You, you convinced me. Ah, uh, man, I am persuasive. <laughs> Uh, it is actually Ambrose and Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus, according to this Wikipedia page. Uh, who you got on that one? I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Ambrose and Rollins. Uh, it seems like it's hot right now. It seems like everybody is really enjoying it. So I think they're going to keep it going. Agreed. I don't think they're ready to pull the plug on that one just yet. Um, and this would be their first title defense. Let them keep it for a minute at least. Right. Uh, Alexa, Sasha, Nia, and Emma fatal four way for the raw women's championship. See, this one is, this one is strange. I mean, this is one where, this is one where I, I have your feeling like the whole heart's telling you one thing, but you know, your reality is telling you another, um, they're really, really high on Alexa bliss. So I could totally see her maybe squeaking out of this, you know, in a heel way, in a heel fashion where maybe somebody hits a huge finisher on another girl and she comes in and takes out the other girl and just, you know, flops on top of the one girl and gets the pin. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Um, I, I, I kind of teased it earlier. I'm going to go Emma 
And it's just going to be like the – that's got to be the one shock of the night because everything else is probably going to go status quo. So that's going to be my shock of the night, Emma. And I like that. I, I think that I, – I don't hate your pick at all. I hope that happens. I'd love to see the Dark Horse win. Yeah, that it just seems like – they, she's got that weird social media thing, and then she could easily use the title as like a, a stepping off point. So why not? Uh, sure. Who knows? Uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, and this is strictly Finn Balor. It's not the demon. Uh, human versus human matches, Bray Wyatt called it. Um, you know, as as much as I hate to say it, it's got to be Finn. And I say that I hate to say it because. I love Bray Wyatt, but he's got that atrocious win loss record and you're put you're pitting him up against a guy who is definitely like Triple H's boy. And if you're going to want to build Finn, you obviously got to have to have him beat him. Yeah. I, the only thing I could see it to where Finn would lose is if they're really pushing that human thing is like, oh, he's nothing without the paint. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to. You've got to build him up and prove that he's nothing without the pain, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because he won, he won all the opportunities to win the universal title without the paint, and then he won the title with it, and obviously, got right. um, he came back without the paint. He's done a lot of big things without the paint. I think you got to make the paint like a side story, not the main story. Sure. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with Finn as well. And then, uh, for now, the only other match they have is Neville versus Enzo. And if you say Enzo, I'm going to quit talking to you forever. Yeah, we'll see. But, hey, I need a shock of the night. I mean, I've been coming up with just all these basic answers that seem like they could happen. Yeah, but you can't have the shock of the night be on the (sighs) pre-show. Because no one wants it. Yeah, let's be honest. It's (laughs) going to be Neville. Uh, I'm just going – I guess I'm just going clean. I guess I have no shock here. If I was going to pick a shock – I mean, if I if I had to pick a shot, maybe Bray, Bray Wyatt beats. Bray, that would be my upset. Would be Bray Wyatt beats Finn, but it's got to be Neville. Yeah, I, I, I could, I can see a scenario where Neville wins. Or no, sorry, Enzo wins, and I hate every second of it. Because I don't know if you watched the Fatal Five way to where he actually got the title or the title shot. Um, yeah, no, I didn't watch that. Okay, so I can sum it up pretty quickly. Uh, not if I can remember names, son of a gun. Uh, he just came from ROH. Cedric Alexander. Alexander, thank you. Yeah, I was getting there. Cedric <laughs> Alexander, he hit everyone with the lumbar check, and was just like pinning people left and right. Lumbar check, lumbar check, lumbar check. One two three, one two three, one two three, and then Enzo comes in and like surprises him and gets him with a roll up. Oh jeez. Classic, classic like Miz victory. It's like all right. <sighs> Well, yeah, he's not a he's not a real athletic cruiserweight, so of course you're going to have him win in the most non cruiserweight way. Right, and uh, I was I was really hoping they would just put Cedric in there because I think Cedric Alexander is amazing, um, but no, we're just going to have Enzo win it because he's hot right now and people cheer for him still. So, it, I can see them doing that again. To where like Neville gets super cocky and is just like doesn't take Enzo seriously and then surprise victory, but mm-hmm. I, I would hate it. I mean, Neville just got the title back at SummerSlam. Don't yeah, but I, but then to me though too, it's like if you're not gonna put the title on Enzo, why the heck did you put him down there? You know? Yeah, because he's popular and he's gonna draw 
some sort of crowd. Right. Well, by draw crowd, I mean he'll keep the SmackDown people there for an yeah. extra hour. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, Enzo's on there? Yeah. Dad, can we stay an extra hour to see Enzo? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can see where Enzo would win, but I fully expect it to be Neville. Let's just hope. We can only hope it's Neville. Uh, all right. I, is there anything else we haven't covered? Is there anything else you want to throw out there? I, let's go all night. I'll brew some coffee if I have to. Honestly, you and I, that's what I'm saying. I, one time when you're in town, you and I actually have to get together. I'd love to do an actual like live face-to-face one with you. It'll be way better. Did you just say you want to see my face? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to repeat it. Okay. Uh, so last time I had tennis all weekend, there was no way I was going to be able to step away from that, which is actually false. Cause they delayed like every match cause of rain. So say la vie, such as life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, you have more tennis down the line. I'll definitely be in town some more often soon. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do this face to face. we got it. Pav and I did it face to face and it was great. We even stopped for pizza midway through. Oh, and you know I love pizza. I made you wait for pizza the one time. That's true. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Uh, I'm a sucker for a good slice of uh Now I kind of want some. Maybe <laughs> I'll get some Little Caesars before I go to Little Caesars Arena and watch Hell in a Cell. Oh, uh, well, of course. You're going to get the deep dish. You're going to get that deal. No doubt. <laughs> uh, all right. We, uh, we've covered all that we can cover. It's been an hour and a half plus. Uh, wrap it up, man. Give us some plugs. Where, where are you at on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tinder, Christian Mingle, Match.com, <laughs> whatever. Farmers only. There you go. I knew there was another <laughs> one I was missing. It's been my running yeah. stick for way too long. I need to retire that one. Yeah, you know what? We're going to RIP. We're going to lay it to rest. I don't know. I kind of like it, though. Oh, it, no. keeps, it keeps things exciting. Oh, no. Uh, uh, come, and, come and find me on Twitter at uh, LaCastro underscore Troy. That's L-I-C-A-S-T-R-O. Uh, you can find me on Instagram if you really want to see me uh, post some pictures. That's Troy underscore LeCastro. And that's all my social media, though. And, um, you know, I started a podcast, too, if you don't mind me plugging. Definitely do it. Yeah, I started a podcast, though, too. What's the scenario? It's uh, it's on SoundCloud, just kind of shooting the breeze, uh, kind of how we do here. But we do it with uh, just about everything. There's uh, no really limit to a, a theme or a category. So you if you have that? time. You know, if you want, if you want something to put you to sleep, go and check it out. <laughs> put you to sleep. Ironically, I use podcasts to go to sleep because that's how I get through my night, aka my afternoon, because I sleep during the day. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're a vampire. We know. For now, I'm switching shifts soon, so that's exciting. Yes, um, that's great news. Right? Uh, are you guys on iTunes too? Uh, not on iTunes yet. I'm definitely looking into it. It's still very. Uh, I'm still right now into the chiseling into stone. I'm, you know, we're writing hieroglyphics, so. Okay. We'll, We're going to evolve a little bit soon. We'll get joked up on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Austin J. Bruner on Twitter. More importantly, The Geekiverse on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, thegeekiverse.com. Go to thegeekiverse.com slash Amazon. If you're going to buy anything off Amazon, it's, it's just a link that we get kickbacks for driving traffic to the site. The Amazon, or no, thegeekiverse.com slash movie tickets. If you're going to buy movie tickets, it's, it helps. It's a nice thing. Um, I think that's it for now. That's all I got. Uh, I'm trying to think. Am I missing anything? No, I'm not. No, I'm I'm perfect. Thanks for having you're you're yeah you're Mr. Perfect. But uh, (laughs) thanks for having me again. A lot of fun. Let's do this weekly, maybe. You know, if we just need to get some stuff off our chest. I I always have stuff I need off my chest, so (laughs) that'll always be acceptable for me, man. We'll figure out a way to do it. Uh, We'll talk to you soon, man.
All right. Thanks. We'll see you.